Your parents were there for you. Now you want to be there for them as they age. Welcome to There for Them, a podcast designed to help you find the information and resources you need to support your aging parents. Hi, this is Tara Fleming Caruso, Collaborative Care Advisor at Hebrew Senior Life. Welcome to our new podcast, Designed for the Adult Child on the Go. So here we are, we're adults now, raising children of our own. We don't always anticipate that our parents may need our support as well. We're moving so quickly between the demands of work and family that we often find ourselves unprepared to also guide a parent who may need help as they age. This podcast is designed for you. Listen to us whenever you can squeeze it in. We know it's not easy, but we look forward to providing information and support so that you can do the same for your aging parents. Today's topic covers the range of supports available when you notice a parent or another aging loved one is not quite thriving at home. Maybe they aren't getting out like they used to. Maybe the home environment itself has become unsafe. Or maybe they just aren't able to successfully attend to their daily needs like they used to. How do you help them get back to their best life as they define it? Our guest today is Kat Ottinger, a director of community life at Hebrew Senior Life. Kat is very familiar with the range of options, from all the services that can be brought into the home to all the senior living options that are out in the broader community. Welcome, Kat. Thank you so much, Tara. I'm happy to be with you today. It's good to have you. Thanks for being with me. I was wondering if we could start with some of the signs that indicate a loved one isn't necessarily thriving at home. I know, or I think, we tend to see our parents as the way they always were, and that this can sometimes be a real disadvantage. It prevents us from necessarily seeing or wanting to see change, especially if it's indicating a decline in ability. How can you help us with this? What should we be looking for? Great question, Tara. It's important to remember that changes can happen subtly and over time or really all at once in the form of emergency. And the subtle changes are the ones that are much harder to observe. So you may start to notice changes in how your parents' home is kept. Maybe there are piles of mail and papers forming. You may notice that their home has become less organized. You may notice a change in how your parents are eating or how Mm -hmm. full their refrigerator is. You Mm -hmm. might notice a change in appearance in how they're walking inside and outside their home, how they're dressed, hygiene changes. And you also might notice a change in just generally how your parents are participating in activities that they once loved or found it easy to be part of. Okay. So the advice is that we should start looking differently and that maybe we can begin to see some of these changes In my work as well, I've heard other adult children mention other signs. One is difficulty with finances, like paying bills, et cetera. And another big one I hear is medication, having trouble organizing their pills or forgetting to take medications or taking too much. And all of these changes that you've brought up and that I added to span so many different areas. Where do you advise people to start? 
Yeah, so the the first thing to consider, and actually an option that can be started quite quickly, is considering having some additional help in the home. And this comes in two primary forms that I'd be happy to share a bit more about, and that's in-home skilled nursing care and private care assistance. Okay. So I think it would be helpful for you to explain the difference between in-home skilled, like you said, versus personal assistance. I know that they are really different, but I don't think most people understand this without some education. Great. I'm happy to do that, Tara. So I'm going to start with home health services. And these are available to a person who is temporarily homebound, meaning that they can't get out of the house, even to a doctor's appointment. And home health Mm -hmm. services may include things like a visiting nurse for someone who's recovering after hospitalization, or providing instruction on a new medication, or providing care to a wound or an injury. And it may also include things like physical therapy for someone recovering from a surgery. These Mm -hmm. services are all paid for through your Medicare benefit, and they must Mm -hmm. be arranged through a physician referral. These are medical services, basically. Thank you for clarifying, Tara. That's correct. These are medically-focused services that are considered skilled needs. That's very different than the other type of in-home service that you may take advantage of, which is private care. And this is the type of support that would provide an extra hand with things called activities of daily living, which is really your bathing, your getting dressed, your meal preparation, or just general household tasks, keeping those piles of paper and mail organized, doing some cleaning, transportation to appointments, Um, and that can be set up indefinitely. You can call and set that up on your own for a little bit of time or a lot of time. And these services, these private care services, are paid for privately or through a long-term care insurance policy. These services are also available to those who might qualify as low-income seniors And in those cases, you would want to call your local aging services access point, or what we call ASAP, in Massachusetts, to explore setting up that type of care. There are many, many different types of agencies and individuals who provide this type of service, both home health and private care. And it's important that you take the time to research and find the best fit. This is truly an Mm -hmm. art and not a science, and it takes time Mm -hmm to do that research. So starting early is Mm -hmm. better. And I assume two people that have the same exact training, it wouldn't even matter because it it could be a chemistry thing between the person that needs the care and the person providing the care. That's exactly right, Tara. And that's where the art comes into it. And it's important Mm -hmm. that as you're helping your parent find these services, that you remind mm-hmm. them that it's important to speak up and say what's working well and what's not working well so that they can really mm-hmm. find the best match and, and have this person in the service fill the need that is required. So, Kat, I'm curious to hear your opinion about help in the home, though, because I'm not sure that it's always beneficial. And from your experience, could you talk a little bit about that? When do you see that it might not be the best thing for the senior? Great question, Tara. This depends really so much on the individual, their location, their finances, their personal preferences. And so bringing in help at home really is only part of a solution. 
or maybe just one of the solutions. Mm -hmm. One thing we really know for sure, though, is that isolated seniors face shorter lifespans, faster cognitive decline, increased rates of depression, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. overall poorer health status. Mm I think we see that here as well when our residents have full-time 24-hour care. All of a sudden, we stop seeing them, and they came to our community to be part of community, and when they have that much private help, they seem to stay more isolated in their apartments. That's a really important point, Tara, that care at home can help increase someone's independence and engagement, Mm -hmm. and at some point, it can really hinder it. That's a really important point to keep in mind. Okay. So on that point, one of the things at Hebrew Senior Life that we like to do with our seniors is we ask them what matters most. We try to get at really what is it that makes them feel engaged? Is it being with family? Is it being part of lifelong Mm -hmm. learning? Is it socializing with friends at meal? And all of this is important to think about what type of solution fits best for them care at home, Mm. or living in a senior living community, which we'll get to in a moment. But one thing that I really want to bring up for this conversation for our listeners is that it's important to Mm -hmm. think about this decision from the perspective of the adult child. And it's really Mm. important to think about the role that you want to or are able to play in supporting care at home. And here's what I mean Mm. by that. You will ultimately take on a role as project manager. You'll really be helping with scheduling, with managing the care, with supplementing if someone Mm -hmm. doesn't show up for a shift. And so Mm -hmm. that's just a layer to think about in what Mm -hmm. role really can you take on or do you ultimately want to be taking on? And you're taking on a project management role in a field that maybe you're not necessarily an expert in. Mm -hmm. Correct. That's a great point. Again, going back to this is really an art and a science. It is very complicated Mm -hmm. to manage and finesse the right schedule and and the right person who is coming into your parents' home and supporting them. It can be a very complicated process. The other layer that I would really want to make sure everyone is thinking about is that for some individuals, having an aide come into their home feels very good, feels very welcoming, and for others, it feels intrusive. So one of the things that I like to tell our families who we support here at Hebrew Senior Life is that you can always start with one plan and then change to another plan. Mm. So you could always start with some care at home, but then Mm. actually as time goes on, you find that your parents really want to enhance or maintain their connection to community. They want to have amenities and services closer to home. And the other thing that you might find and your, your parents might find is that they really want to live in a senior living community where there's the benefit of this coordination of care and support from all of these professionals that work there. So those Mm -hmm. are just some layers to think about as you're trying to weigh the pros and cons of having care at home. All really good points. And to echo what you said about the plan for now, to keep in mind that this is an ever-changing situation, aging. It's not static. And so to be realistic with the adult children and the elders that we work with, reminding them that things will change and we need to think about it ahead of the fact and be prepared for that change. That's right, Tara. It's really a moving target. It's such a dynamic process. Okay, so you shared with us a little bit about care in the home 
And then you started suggesting that there are alternatives and that would be more a community-based living arrangement. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. There are a lot of options out there at all levels and types of care and all levels and types of cost. So, Mm -hmm. for example, at Heber Senior Life, we offer a range of supported living options throughout Greater Boston, where we're based. But these types of residential options are actually similar across the entire country. So at Heber Senior Life, we offer supportive living communities in Brookline, Randolph, and Revere. And these are Mm -hmm. apartment-style, independent living residences with amenities like dining, transportation, entertainment, and social work right there in the community. These Mm -hmm. include subsidized and market rate rents. And often there are long wait lists, so it's really important to explore these options early. Hmm. The other type of community that we offer through Heber Senior Life are continuing care retirement communities. And these offer a much more expanded range of residences and amenities. We have larger campuses and we have several distinct levels of care that are really tailored to a person's changing care needs. So that when somebody Mm -hmm. moves in, as their care needs increase, they move from independent Mm -hmm. living to assisted living Mm -hmm. or potentially to a memory care community, and then also have access to short-term rehab and skilled nursing, or what you might hear as long-term chronic care. So the idea when someone is choosing a continuing care retirement community is that they're basically entering a situation where they can receive care in many different areas from many different experts as their aging um, issues change. And the idea is not necessarily age in place, but age through continuum. That's exactly right. To really be in the right place at the right time for the right care. Mm -hmm. That's how we think about our care model. and, Mm -hmm. And that's what we found really helps support people in living their best life, no matter what changes Mm -hmm. come. So at Heber Senior Life, just as an example, we have two continuing care retirement communities, Newbridge on the Charles, which is located on the Dedham-Needham line, and Orchard Cove, which Mm -hmm. is located in Canton. And at both of those communities, as I shared, there are restaurants, there's vibrant cultural programming, Mm. and very fortunately, we even have a Harvard Medical School-affiliated primary care practice right on site of both communities. So really, these communities welcome residents at the care level that's the best fit for them. It requires Mm. a medical and financial qualification. So there's a big process that goes along with thinking about Mm. and then gaining access to these communities. And so really the best thing that I can recommend is take a few tours, get to know these Mm. communities, begin the research. The first step is really the most important one. And as you're doing that, it's so important to think about who your parents are and have them think about what matters most to them. You know, where would they Mm. be best served in terms of the type of community, the members who live there, the feel, the location. And most importantly, the sooner you start, the better. Because the sooner you start the Mm. process, the more options that you'll have. And don't forget Mm. to ask questions. There are so many people available to support you in this process. So keep asking questions. Okay. So the message, ask lots of questions. One of the most important ones being what matters most and what matters most to both the elder and the family. Because it isn't just about the elder, is it? It's, it's really a family process as well. And then 
plan proactively. My mantra here at Newbridge when I'm working with residents and families is that it's always too early until it's too late. And it is really easy, I think, to put off this work um, and put off the research and not start the process. So it really can be very challenging and it can be also very emotional. But I've seen it so many times be so worth it to think ahead and not be in that crisis situation and to really have a plan that you can fall back on that, that makes success the possibility for everyone involved. Kat, thank you so much. This was very helpful. Thank you so much for letting me join you, Tara, for this important conversation. For listeners that are looking for more information, we invite you to check out Hebrew Senior Life's ebook entitled You and Your Aging Parents, A Family Approach to Lifelong Health, Wellness, and Care by visiting www.hebrewseniorlife.org forward slash ebook. And of course, subscribe to our podcast. In our next episode, we'll talk about starting the conversation with your parents, best ways to frame the discussion, and ways to deal with resistance to additional care or support. We hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening to There for Them, brought to you by Hebrew Senior Life, a leading senior care nonprofit organization that's an affiliate of Harvard Medical School and is uniquely dedicated to rethinking, researching, and redefining the possibilities of aging. Learn more at HebrewSeniorLife.org.